Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Today, we're interrupting our regular scheduled broadcast for a special message from Andrew. Hello, this is a very special edition of our Gospel Truth broadcast. We're breaking into our teaching that I've been doing this week on hardness of heart. But because of all of the coronavirus um, thing and us being stuck at home and stuff, uh, I'm coming up with, this is a special teaching. And the Lord laid some things on my heart to share with you that I believe will be uh, an encouragement to you and help you during this time. Real quickly, for those of you who are partners with us and are wondering about what's happening, I just want to give you a quick update that just last week, the governor of Colorado put a stay-in-place order. We have complied with everything that they've said. And matter of fact, we've been so compliant that the emergency management team came on site and checked everything and said that, man, we are doing great. And so they have allowed a very small contingent, I think 8% of our staff are still working on site and they're doing a deep clean. Matter of fact, they've been going through and, and sterilizing everything, the walls, every single thing. And when they get through, they put up one of these caution tapes across the uh, door to show that that uh, office has been cleaned. And so we've got a few people working and, and some things being done. But praise God, my staff was able to see this coming. And as a result, they bought uh, a whole bunch of software and computers to enable our phone center, which I think is somewhere around 140 to 150 employees or something like that. And they enabled them to be able to work from home. And so last uh, Wednesday is when this stay at home order came out and we didn't have everything completely set up. So what we did was just focus on prayer calls. We referred all of the people who were wanting product to go to the website. But our phone center was able to handle over 2000 prayer calls on Thursday and Friday. Now we are back to full strength. We get about 40,000 calls per month and, and our phone center people are working from home. We have uh, permission to keep our production facilities going. We have people staggered. Uh, and anyway, we're complying with everything. And so the bottom line is that, praise God, we still have 100% of our ministry functional and I'm paying all of our employees, even the part-time people, even the people that are contract labor and may not be working, we're still giving them what they would have gotten. And uh, my partners are enabling me to do this and praise God, I believe that that's the right thing to do. So the gospel is still uh, going out. The kingdom of God is still working and praise God, we are gonna come through this thing and I know that this has been a hardship on everybody. It's, I've had to cancel all kinds of meetings. And I've, uh, there was one um, uh, venue that I had in the UK that I'm still, at the time I'm making this program, I'm still not sure about that, but we've already paid over 50,000 pounds and we stand to lose all of that. But praise God, we're gonna make it and you're gonna make it. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I doubt if any of you have. But uh, praise God, we will come through. And what I wanted to share with you is just, you know, I've been listening to people talk about this and I've even been listening to Christians that are uh, praying about this situation. I think that there has been a spike in people turning to the Lord, looking to the Lord for help. One of the reasons 
that this virus has caused so much fear in people is because uh, it is something that's new. There is no vaccination. They are coming up with some things. They're testing them. But I mean, people are panicking because men can't deal with this. If, they're, if all of a sudden they come up with a vaccination or some kind of a cure for this, I guarantee you this whole thing will be over in a week's time because everybody will rest uh, assured then as long as they can cope with it. But when it goes beyond man's ability, a lot of people panic. They are turning to the Lord. There's people uh, seeking the Lord that wouldn't at other times. And I've been hearing a lot of things where they're talking about praying and asking God for protection of course, we already have thousands of deaths just in the United States worldwide, uh, tens of thousands of deaths from this. And uh, people are praying and asking God for protection. And a lot of the things that I've been hearing, um, I don't mean to sound like I'm criticizing a person, but it's not the proper way to pray. They are praying out of desperation. They're praying out of fear. They aren't taking their authority and using it. And so this is what I want to share with you is just some things about how you can protect yourself and those that you love and how to release your faith during this period of time and see the power of God operate. You know, I haven't got time to go back through this, but let me just refer to Psalms chapter 91. Last Tuesday night, uh, well, it was a week ago Tuesday, uh, I actually did a Bible study and you can go to our website and you can find that. And I taught from Psalms chapter 91 about the promises so that we don't have to be afraid of the terror by night. That means the deadly plague. We don't, no plague will come nigh our dwelling, it says in Psalms chapter 91. And I talked about how that we could believe God for protection. And I personally believe that no germ can touch my body and live. And I know that a lot of people think that that is weird. They may even think that it's dangerous, but I believe that that's exactly what Psalms 91 teaches. I'm not going to teach on that today, but if that's true and if God has taken all sickness away from us, let me just use this one verse. This is something I've been meditating on in just this last week, I was studying this and I learned some things about it that I didn't know. But over in Exodus chapter 23 and in verse 25, it says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And man, that is a tremendous passage. Did you know that this doesn't mean that you have to get sick and go through viruses and flu and colds and things like this, and then you just recover from it and God keeps you from dying. This says that he will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And when you look this up, when it says he will take, the word take there is a Hebrew word that literally means that uh, he will turn off sickness. And it's used twice. It says he will take sickness away. And so the word take and the word away is this exact same word. It's used in front and behind of the word sickness. And it literally means to turn off. This is just a way of emphasizing, doubling that God will literally turn off sickness on the inside of you. I don't believe that going through life and just having to cope with 
different things, and sickness is the way that God intended us to live. But He has promised us. Again, I'm trying to refrain myself from teaching on Psalms 91. You can go to my website and get an hour-long teaching that I did on that. But it says that He'll take all sickness away from the midst of us. No plague will come nigh our dwelling. Only with our eyes will we behold and see the reward of the wicked. And there's many, many places that promise us this. And I honestly believe that sickness should not, or let me say it does not have to be a part of a Christian's life. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to reject me over that because they just assume that, no, this is part of living is getting sick. There's, there's a lot of people that just expect to get sick once or twice a year, and it's just normal with them. And what I'm saying is so offensive to them, but I believe that this is what the Word promises. So there's a lot of people that will probably just reject what I'm about to say out of hand because it is so far removed from their experience and even the majority of Christians, they just embrace sickness and accept it as being a part of life. But the scripture says he will take sickness away from the midst of us. He will turn it off. You do not have to live in sickness. So there's a large segment of the body of Christ that will just reject this. But then there's other people who believe that this is true. They can see it in the word. But as far as their experience and as far as the experience of nearly anybody they know goes, that's not what they see. And so they immediately have this uh, problem of here's what the Word says, but here's what I see. And most people struggle between that. Most people interpret the Word of God by their circumstances instead of interpreting the Word of God or instead of interpreting their circumstances by the Word of God. We've got it backwards. And most people to them, what they experience and what they see in other people is more real to them than what the Word of God says. And so there's an, um, there's an immediate conflict. I know that the Word promises these things, that He will turn off, take away all sickness, that no plague will come nigh our dwelling. But that's not my experience. That's not somebody else's experience. How do you reconcile these two? And what I want to share with you is, I believe, an answer that will make a big difference. I'm only going to be able to give an introduction to it on today's program, and then tomorrow I'll get into more detail. But let me share that I think I was praying about this, and I knew that there was a lot of Christians struggling with this conflict. God, your word says this, and yet I don't see this. Everybody's panicking. Even Christians are getting sick. Christians are dying. What are we going to do? And as I was thinking about this, the Lord just reminded me that most people don't understand taking the authority that God has given us and using it effectively. Most people are crying out to God and pleading with God, and they're waiting on God to produce this healing. Let me turn over to a passage here in Matthew chapter 10 and in verse 1. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus commissioned his disciples, and it says he had called unto him his 12 disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. This didn't say some sickness, you know, colds, maybe a, a flu every once in a while, some things, but the coronavirus, the COVID-19, uh, this is something that, man, uh, we, we can't do this. No, he gave us 
power over all sickness and over all manner of disease. And just for time's sake, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he commissions them to go out. And in verse eight, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. Let me show you what he did not say. He didn't say, go pray for the sick and ask God if he would stretch forth his hand and if he would heal these people. Now, see, that's the way that the vast majority of Christians pray. And again, I am not trying to dump on anybody or to criticize them. I'm trying to help you because I know that there's some people praying and asking God for this healing. You believe that it's possible. You believe that it's available, and yet you aren't seeing the right results, and you are having this conflict of between what you see and what you believe, and you're saying, what's going on? I want to share with you. I believe that one of the main answers right here is that we aren't doing what God says. We aren't healing the sick. We're praying and asking God to heal the sick as if he hadn't already given us that power and authority. Now, that's a huge statement, what I just said. Most people will go out and they'll pray something like this and say, Oh, Father, we are nothing. We have nothing. We can do nothing. We're powerless. God, there's no cure for this virus. But Lord, we know that you can do all things. Would you stretch forth your hand? Would you touch these people? Would you intervene? Most people are praying something like that. And even though they may love God and even though they may be sincere, you are not going to get well and you are not going to see other people healed praying like that because that violates everything here. He says, I give you power over all sickness and over all disease. You heal the sick. You cleanse the lepers. You raise the dead. You cast out devils. God gave this authority to us, and the way to see the power of God manifest in your life isn't to come before God as a beggar saying, we have nothing, we can do nothing, would you move? No, it's for you to stand up and take your authority, and with authority, you speak to the problem. Now, again, I'm going to major on this on tomorrow's broadcast, so these things go together, or we're also offering you brand, uh, I mean, not brand new, but free this teaching on the authority of the believer. I've got this book and we're making a free offer to you, either a download or you could uh, call us and get this book. Again, we have our phone centers functioning fully during this time because they're working from home. So I want to give you this teaching and I'll deal with a lot of this on tomorrow's broadcast. But I just want to share with you that you've got to start taking your authority and instead of asking God for something that he's already given, You've got to believe that he gave you this authority and then you speak to your problem and you command that sickness and that disease not to come nigh your dwelling. It says over there in Psalms chapter 91 and in verse 2, this is one of the keys to all of the promises that are in Psalms 91. It says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. You have to speak these things. The power of God is voice activated. When God created the heavens and the earth, he said, let there be light. He said, let us make man in our image. He spoke everything into existence. Faith is released by words. It says in Romans chapter 10, 
verse 9, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then verse 10 goes on to say, for with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made. You've got to believe in your heart, but you've got to speak it out of your mouth. And again, I go back to Psalms 91, 2, where it says, I will say of the Lord. All of these promises about protection have to be spoken. You have to believe that God has given you this power. And instead of asking God to do something, you need to believe that he has given you power over all sickness and over all disease. And you have to start speaking to it. And I'm saying this not to condemn anybody, but I'm saying it out of love and compassion because I know that there are millions of people. This program is seen worldwide. And there are millions of people around this world who are praying and asking for God's help, but they don't understand that God has already given it. He's given us authority and we have to speak to the problem. We have to heal the sick. It's not our power. It's His power, but it's in us. And it's not God who is letting things go. It's God's people who aren't standing up and taking their authority and releasing this power. Let me use another passage to illustrate this. In Acts chapter 3 is where Peter and John were going into the temple at the hour of prayer. They saw a man who was lame from birth and he was 40 years old, above 40 years old at this time. And when they saw, when uh, Peter and John saw him, he asked for an alm. He expected to receive something of them. And in verse 6, it says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now the scripture says this man had been lame from his mother's womb. He had never walked. You know, even if somehow or another, whatever caused his paralysis or inability to walk was completely healed, he didn't have any muscles. This, this was not just a healing where he recovered over a period of time. Instantly, this man who had never used his legs for over 40 years was able to leap and walk, walking and leaping and praising God. And I want to point this out, that Peter and John never prayed for this man. You go back and study this on your own time. I'm trying to hurry through this. But they didn't pray and they didn't say, Oh God, we ask you to heal this man. We ask you to stretch forth your hand. No, they just said, Such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they reached down and grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up. They never asked God to heal this man. Now, there's probably people watching this that think, well, that was arrogant. You think that he, they had the power. You think that you have the power. Well, it's, I do have the power of God. It's not my power. It's God's power. It's like electricity. 
you know, the electric company generates the power. I don't generate the power, but they put it at my command. And if I want the electric lights on, I have to go flip a switch. I can't call the electric company and beg them and say, look, we're on television worldwide. We need the electricity on. I know that there is a stay at home or I know that it's dangerous, but this is important. I'm going to be helping people all over the world. Would you please come turn on the lights, turn on the electricity? They won't do it. They generate the power, but they put it at your command. And when you flip that switch, you turn on that power. You aren't the source of that power. You could stick a light bulb in your mouth and it will never come on. You can't generate the power, but it's at your command. That's the way that God's healing power is. I can't heal a gnat. I have no ability in myself to heal anybody or anything, but God has all power and he's not just out there and we got to pray and ask if it be thy will, release thy power. No, he has given us this power. And I've already read scriptures to you, uh, Matthew chapter 10, where he gave us authority and power over all sickness, over all disease and told us to go heal the sick. That power is in us. And if you are just asking as a beggar who has nothing, but you are asking God to move, I know you don't mean this and it's probably not malicious. It's not intentional, but in a sense, you are denying that Jesus has given us this power. It's usually through ignorance. It's not malicious, but nonetheless, we are starting from a position of unbelief. He says, I give you authority over all demons and over all evil spirits and over all sickness and disease. Now you go heal the sick. And then you turn around and say, God, would you heal this person? He just gave you the power. You have to use it just like Peter and John did, such as I have give I unto thee. You have to acknowledge that God has given you authority and power and you have to start speaking boldly as a commander instead of a beggar, not commanding because you are making God do something that's against his will. No, he's already by his stripes. You were healed. First Peter 2, 24. The last part of that verse says that. God has already done it. You aren't asking him or commanding him to do anything he hasn't already done. But nonetheless, it's at your command. You have to release this power. You know, a friend of mine, Dave Duell, and he's now gone on to be with Jesus, but he went to Africa one time and held a meeting, saw blind eyes open, deaf ears open, people come out of wheelchairs, and uh, it was just miraculous. The next day, he walked through the market in this African country. And of course, he was the only white man that was there. So he stood out and people recognized him from the crusade and they started coming up to him and wanting to touch him. And his first reaction was to think, it's not me. It's not me. It's the Lord. And he, he wanted to push them away and redirect their attention to the Lord and say, it's not me. It was God. And before he could do anything, the Lord spoke to him and he says, Dave, he says, what would you have thought when I entered into Jerusalem on that donkey and the people were taking their coat and putting it on the ground and putting palm uh, branches down? What would you have thought when they were praising God and saying glory to God in the highest, Hosanna, and they were praising God? What would you have thought if that donkey would have said, it's not me, it's not me. 
He says, nobody was praising the donkey. They were praising the one that was riding on the donkey. And then he applied it to that situation. He says, Dave, they aren't after you. They see me in you. They are trying to touch me. They recognize my power is in you. And when he saw that, all of a sudden, his whole attitude changed. And he just started walking through like this and letting people touch him. So yes, I'm saying that it's God's power. It's not my power, but it's in me, it's in you. And if you are going to see the power of God manifest in your life so that you and those you love can be preserved or healed or protected from this uh, pandemic that we're going through, we're going to have to start praying with authority instead of as a beggar. We're going to have to start recognizing that God has already given you power over all sickness, all sickness, not some of it, all sickness, and over all disease, that He will take away, turn off all sickness in your life. That's already been done. God has already generated the power. The power is inside of you, and you are going to have to start taking your authority and power and speaking to the problem instead of begging God to do something. You know, if you were here and if I gave you my Bible and if you were holding my Bible in your hand and then you turned to me and he says, would you please let me have your Bible? Could I please read your Bible? How would I respond when you're asking for something that I've already done? I probably would just be silent, not knowing how to, how do you respond when somebody's asking you for something that they've already got? It'd probably just be silence, very similar to what many people experience when they're praying and asking God for healing and they don't hear anything. It's because God's already given it to you. He doesn't need to give you healing. He has already given it to you. You have to learn how to release it. So I've laid the foundation on today's broadcast. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you a very specific scriptural precedent about how you take this authority and how you release it. But let me just share once again that I've got this teaching on the believer's authority that will cover everything I'm talking about and just as our way of doing something. You know, this is one of the things that's happening all across the United States and around the world. People are doing what they can. They're going and taking meals to people who may be more susceptible than others. They're helping their neighbors. They're doing all of these things. This is one thing I can do is to give you this teaching. Now, we do have a skeleton crew. We aren't able to produce things quite as quickly as in the past, but we will give this to you as our free gift. Uh, please be patient with us if we don't get it out in 24 hours the way we normally do. But you can go to our website and you can actually download this. We also have the teaching on CD and DVDs. And uh, so we've got a lot of material and uh, our announcer will be giving you more information about that. But I wanted to do something and be able to bless you and yet, because of the distance and the, you know, the fact I've got a media ministry, I can't physically be there to give you something. But we can put this teaching in your hand. I can share these truths with you. And I can guarantee you the Word of God will overcome anything, whether it's the COVID-19, whether it's something else that comes down the pipe. You don't have to be afraid of anything 
BECAUSE GOD HAS GIVEN YOU HIS AUTHORITY AND POWER, AND I GUARANTEE YOU IT'S MORE THAN ENOUGH TO DEAL WITH ANY SITUATION THAT YOU WILL COME INTO. SO THANK YOU FOR LISTENING TO THIS SPECIAL BROADCAST. REMEMBER THAT TOMORROW I'M GOING TO CONTINUE THIS AND SHARE SOMETHING THAT WILL SHOW YOU HOW TO ACTIVATE IT. WE HOPE YOU'VE BEEN BLESSED BY WATCHING THIS SPECIAL MESSAGE FROM ANDREW. YOU CAN GET YOUR COPY OF ANDREW'S BOOK TITLED, THE BELIEVER'S AUTHORITY, AS HIS FREE GIFT TO YOU WHEN YOU CONTACT US TODAY. THIS TEACHING IS ALSO AVAILABLE IN A CD OR DVD ALBUM MADE FROM OUR DAILY TELEVISION BROADCAST AND ALSO AS A COMPANION STUDY GUIDE. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. This special broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Andrew Womack. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we encourage you to call our helpline or go to awmi.net and become a Grace Partner today. While there, you can download many free resources, as well as order books and many other materials right there at your fingertips. Also, if you'd like to receive prayer, call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Andrew Womack Ministries is here for you 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday. We look forward to hearing from you today.